Welcome back to Cargumentative. I'm your host, Mark Paluta, and joining me in studio today, we have our regular crew. First of all, we have Mike Salomon and Nadav. Um, and, sorry, we have a special guest. Very special guest, the hi. Mr. Hi, hi, I'm Jacob Mushoko, and thanks for having me on Cargumentative. Uh, I've been like, I've been like dying to be on this podcast. So oh, we wanted to have you on for a while, but we I have. mean, we, we are missing Thomas Falconer, and I must admit, you could have done a better intro. I think, Nadav, Nadav you want to have a go at it? Uh, should we try it? Should we treat yeah. just for Thomas's sake? Welcome back to Cogumentative. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so put Tom. All right, put well, Tom. We yeah, miss no, you, we'll man. But Jacob, thanks for making the time for no, coming, thank you for having coming me. through. Yeah, where it's is, great to see you. Where is Thomas, by the way? If you don't mind asking. Yeah, he's got some issues, you know, family, etc. I think it's going to be okay, though. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're expecting okay. back soon. Yeah, he'll All survive. Right. Okay, cool. When do we start talking so, about cards? So no, so <laughs> Any time from now. The format we normally follow is the first segment we dedicate to news. And um, I have researched some news subjects, and I thought I'd throw them out there and see what you guys think. So okay. the first one I want to talk about is Mazda. Mazda, we all know pretty well for the Wankel rotary engine. Well, they're bringing it back. Hmm. So hmm. they did away with it in 2011 when the RX-8 went out of production. And they're bringing it back, but not in a format that you would think. They're bringing it back as a generator for the electric vehicle, ah. which is pretty cool. So benefits, pros and cons of the rotary, who can, who can tell us? What do you think? I mean, it's got a the really cool name. <laughs> yeah. High revving, sounds it's amazing cool. on the RX-8. Yeah, so it's high revving. Yeah. It's a very low capacity, so um, it's very small and compact. So they say, and there's very low vibration. So it will run seamlessly under the back seats, generating a lot of power from something very small. Oh, so they're using it as a generator in an electric car? It's only, that's all it does. So it's like a BMW i3. Oh. You can, you can order that with your little generator on this. Yeah. It's like a, they call it a range extender, but exactly. it's a generator, it's the same thing. Yeah. The idea of a generator is that it, run, it runs at constant RPM. Yeah. So the traditional problems of uh, Wankel Rotary, which were rotor wear and oil use, um, because you know what revs it's going to run at now, they can optimize it to run at those revs, so those issues become less of an issue. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know anything about rotary engines other than they make a lot of power relative to their displacement, but they also rev to hell and gone. So yeah, yeah, I think the, this the thing RX logically wouldn't be a generator. You wouldn't want this thing running at nine thousand RPM. No, I think well, if I think it's quiet and it's smooth. And I think the smoothness is the big thing. Mm. They've they've apparently got their way around the bad oil seal issue with changing the shape of the rot the rotor, mm. which was triangular. There's now an indentation in it that does away with the well causes it not to leak. Uh, fuel economy on them isn't great, which which is actually something they mentioned. And as a range extender, you'd assume it would have great fuel economy. But anyway, I think Mazda just wants to bring that technology back. It's uh -huh. there, is they they don't own it. It's actually been used by other manufacturers in the in the past, but uh, I think they've done all the R and D, and it's a kind of their thing. I think it's so great. If it's a compact generator unit inside an electric car, range extending, uses petrol when you need it. Yeah, I don't see why it's a bad idea replacing a small petrol engine. Jacob, and when can we expect this uh, first uh, electric? 20, oh, I think it was like twenty twenty one. 2021. Yeah, because Mazda actually don't have anything out there in the, in the electric kind of car market. Yeah, that's a bit tricky. I think they need to do it like right now. So that means Hopefully. we're only going to get it in South Africa in what, 2022? Probably, yeah. What would the sales be like on a Mazda? The only thing that can make them win would be price. Yeah. 
Or Why? What, have you got a thing against Mazdas? No, I got nothing against Mazdas. Oh, but into, Sounds on, to me on, like on you've got a thing against Mazdas. Yeah, yeah, I would well, say well, you have a thing against Mazdas. I'm just saying. I was no. in my area this morning and I was behind, behind a um, a red. Now the reason I'm mentioning it is I think isn't there a red Miata that you guys are that's in your family that's in my right. area no. so I was behind it actually arrived with its headlights up which is very cool in oh, itself nice. first generation I'm one sure they but, but, uh, <laughs> more than likely <laughs> but they were on so I mean we uh, could okay. at least give it a, give it a, give it a fair chance but yeah. I, was, I was thinking to myself I've never driven any Miata same here neither have I and it's like a weird thing. So I think we all have to. Right? It's like so. We actually should do a little segment on which cars have we shouted our mouths off about, and we actually haven't driven. Yeah, I think so. You actually drove. What? So I've my, as Mike correctly says, my my mother owns an NA first generation MX-5. Wow. And I recently, just last week, drove an ND, which is the current generation MX-5. They are brilliant. They are so good. They're tiny. Which ones? Ridiculous. They're tiny. Which ones? What do you mean? All of them. For, all, the, the, the first or the, the latest? First, so they all they all represent similar things. Small, compact, Didn't they get a naturally bit big though? They've got a, so they've got a little bit. The, so the current generation is actually the same size as the first generation, which I think ah, is so remarkable. It's gotten smaller. Than it's gotten smaller. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it comes with all the mod cons. It's comfortable. It's powerful, actually. Um, relative revy, to its size. Relative yeah. to its size. Fantastic little thing. And to pick up at reasonable prices these days um, used. Yeah, I think Mazda's are, and, and they're good looking. Huh? So, Absolutely. So they're SUVs. I'm I really like the one SUVs. that's a Targa. Yeah, uh, <laughs> forgot to post one. I saw one yesterday, the RF, which you said that you really liked in candy, apple, red. Um, I forgot to send you the picture. How does it we'll work? Post it on, it our, on our social media. So just the, the middle part folds away. Would you physically remove it manually or does it fold away? No, it's like a Super America. Ah, so, right. ah, so yeah. it folds back on a hinge and ah, then goes yeah. into the boot. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. But so what do we take from this? That Mazda should just do MX-5s and not electric cars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I'm, good I've got it. something. It's a little bit awkward that the driver winked at me today, but that's another No, that is awkward. If it was, if it was my mom, well, you know, <laughs> have a word. I'll, chat, I'll chat to her. I'll have a word. Okay, so um, in other news, I thought, Nadav, you could talk about going to the launch of the 992. Oh, oh yes, yeah. that's right. Um, thanks for so we we'll, we'll keep it short because we've actually spoken about the 992 quite a bit on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had the privilege of being invited to the 992. We call it a launch. Thomas is a professional. He says it's not called a launch. It's called a canopy party. Okay. But okay. Um, yeah, because there's no test drive, so I, I'm sensitive to that. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, they pulled out all the stops. Uh, Porsche hosted us at uh, Kailami. Um, at the new conference center and the new pits and yeah. um, as always there were lights there were cameras they were dancing there were you know incredible food etc so it always is quite an event to attend but in the end um, uh, it was about the 992 I thought it was quite clever they brought out a selection of all the seven previous generations oh, of cars really? sitting uh, sitting for you to look at and were they all in a row look. like yeah, they were kind of laid out, and, oh, nice. and then an early um, 66 uh, 9-11 on stage, sure. uh, which was actually cool. beautiful. Um, so how was the actual... So the 992, the star of the show, um, so this is my opinion, and of course, you know, everyone's welcome to argue, but um, 
these days I find that new cars, it's, it's, uh, they, they look quite different in real life than they do in the pictures. It's something about the, the styling and the proportions that don't always come across yeah. exactly in the pictures, so I always reserve judgment. Um, I found it a, a quite flat in the front and a little bit less 911 and more oh, really? Porsche. Does that make sense? If you chop the front off, I don't know that you'd say it's a 911. Really? It could have been the front of a Panamera or something like okay. that. Oh. But, um, and the back? The back, um, divisive, looks pretty good. Um, I think it also depends. There's so many options. that I'm, There's error there's options in the back, and there's remove the exhausts and remove the decals and put the decals and two exhausts and four exhausts, and there's so many options. I'm actually not even sure which is the right one. But on the whole, it's a nicely proportioned thing. Another good-looking 911. Um, that's definitely going to sell. I went past and had a look at it as well. I went past and had a look at it as well on the weekend, and I must tell you, I just really, really, really like it. You um, said you enjoyed me, all the classic. So the, the, there's just so much to the, so much happening with the car mm. that uh, that it actually just did a lot for me. So a few things like there's a lot of parts that are harking back to the original models. So yeah, there's true. two creases on the bonnet which are are very, very similar to the air-cooled cars and it's the first time since the air-cooled cars that it's had it. Um, the car is exceptionally voluptuous coming in the wide body mm, um, uh, version yes. only. Brilliant. The interior is just a massive improvement and even the shape of the dash is very similar to the original 911 with five dials, yeah, even like though that. four of them are TFT. But I'm sure you could probably mm. program that thing to look look like a classic 911 yeah, dial really layout. So they've they made um, very big. Uh, very, the, the interior is quite different to the previous generation. Mm. I must say that there's been quite a step change with the haptic buttons and the touch screens, etc. Um, my concern, actually, in those in those cars, was that. Um, the top of the dashboard plastic didn't feel as lovely as it could have maybe for that kind of price you range probably order with the leather dash though top tip from cargumentative if you're ordering a 992 make sure you get the leather the leather oh, dash you have to have the leather and, dash and in, yeah. a, do- and in a dark colour okay, I think we're going to wrap the, se- the segment up thank you when we come back we'll be chatting to Jacob what, what are you going to chat to me we're about we're going to probe mm-hmm. you a bit we're going to ask a couple of questions about uh Cars you've driven, cars you love. Oh, okay. About cool. your career in radio. All right, let's Get ready. Let's do it. Be back. This aircon is racist. For the latest political news and in-depth discussion and analysis on events making headlines in South Africa's socio-political space. Join myself, Amil Amral, and my comrades from the Sunday Times Politics Desk for our Sunday Times Politics Weekly podcast. You can find new weekly episodes on the Times Live website every Wednesday. This is not a Times, Can you please come in? Okay, welcome back. Um, Mark Salomon apparently would like to introduce our special guest. So, Mark, go ahead. So, he's not only uh, uh, an all-round good guy, but he's our mate. So, welcome, Jacob Mashokwa. To me personally, he's uh, 
my sneaker and my stance consultant. So <laughs> he's uh, he's going to be. I would like to say mostly responsible for the altitude of my bus that's going to hopefully be delivered this week. Oh, finally. Finally. Yeah, finally. It's on its wheels. It's running. It got uh, some wheel studs so the wheels won't fall off. Thank you to Where Mark Where did it come from? Oh, yeah. well, what, what, year, what year is your bay window combi? Um, well, this isn't about me. It's more about you, but it is. A, I think it's a 1975. Oh, just, no, I'm just trying to contextualize, contextualize. Because you have so you, many you, cars, you, it's hard for me to have, remember what year You have are. a Bay Window Combi, and just just to give a little bit more color to, to Jacob, on his uh, arm is a Wolfsburg tattoo. tattoo. Yes, I'm a big so, lover of the Wolfsburg brand. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I also own a 76 Bay Window as well, and I feel like we have some stuff in common. We're yes. going to be able to race, I think. I, I, I'm sure you'd beat me. Yeah, I help, think. help me out, guys. What's the bay window? The bay window is so the first combis that came out had split windows. Yeah. So there were two windows okay. in the front. This is a, and it's a very iconic one, which has like a V-shaped uh, yes. um, um, look uh, to the front. The bay window was, was the, the later up. generation. So in other words, the single screen is called the bay window. Yeah. But if you look at the, the single screen, the windscreen, it actually does do a bit of a, a curve. So yeah. hence, that's where it picked up the, the nickname bay window. Bay window. And, yeah. and the name sort of stuck. And, and so can we ask Jacob some questions now, Mark? Like that was a j- question no, no. for Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> which I did answer. All right, cool. But yes, Jacob. Thanks for great, having me, guys. Great, great to have you on. Yeah. Thank you for having me, guys. I've I've been following you your journey ever since it started. I really like what Cargumentative is about. Um, I love the fact that I can always clue myself up with Porsches and 911s. Um, I know that you're all big fans of 911s. When I met you guys almost 10 years ago. Jeesh, that's a long time. Um, you were always just telling me about 9-11s. Thank you for teaching me about 9-11s. And thank you for teaching me about my car knowledge. I think the little knowledge I know, I could owe most of it to you guys. Oh, very cool. Well, you, thank you, you, you have so. a fantastic speaking voice. You should do this more often. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> so, you're a professional. Yeah, so tell us about that, Jacob. You... Um we're sitting in your domain. <laughs> yeah, so I've been in the radio game for what, almost 10 years, always had a passion and a love for it. Um, recently, like, came out of the radio uh, game simply because it just wasn't fun anymore. I think I was looking for new challenges. Um, yeah, but still going to be very involved in the car space. Cool. Uh, as you know, I moonlight as a motoring journalist as well. Yeah. Uh, get a chance to drive some really awesome cars. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying my hand at other things right now. Coffee shop owner and doing more voiceovers and maybe who knows you might see me on TV one day who knows brilliant who so knows? tell us um, you spoke about car journalism mm. give us some um, high points and some low points what have you driven what stood out <sighs> Wow. That's okay. amazing. No, let's keep things What's recent. Not? I'll keep it very recent. Go. Um, what sucks about motoring journalism is the early flights. That's not, that's not cool. Really? When you got to be at the airport at like 5.30 in the morning. Red Eye Flight. Red Eye Flight. That's the name. Yes, I actually only learned this last week when I took my first Red Eye Flight in a long time. Because your eyes um, were red. The, yes. And I got to drive the new BMW 850i, M850i. Got to oh, cool. get it right. Um, that's Ooh. like, what, 390 odd kilowatts. Powerful, powerful motor. Oh, no, like, hold on. You're also a BM fan. So let's talk about this. What's this car like? Oh, it, so it, where, where did you drive it? I got to drive it in Cape Town, Frantzuk okay. Pass to be exact. 
Impact. <clears throat> oh, brilliant. Yeah, so it's a car that's very well balanced. Um, at no point did I feel as though I could lose it. Um, it also just felt like, you know, when you're driving a, a, a very fast car, you feel like I'm not in control. I, it just feels awkward when you're turning. My passenger was also quite comfortable. Um, it was a fellow motoring scribe as well. And he felt as though that being a passenger, he didn't end up feeling very sick in the car. Uh, um, uh, when, when I drive Fransuk Pass, I throw myself back to when I drove the BMW i8. Okay. Um, my passenger at the time also just felt very sick, just trying to take the bends. The car was very like wavy. It wasn't a solid drive. What I found with the 850 was that uh, it's a balanced car and it's it's one of those cars that you would definitely look at buying if you don't want to buy a 911. Yes, I said it. <laughs> so, really? Really? I've seen it in the flesh, actually. Yeah, to be honest, I think they could have been a little bit bolder with the styling, but it is cool. Uh, the rear is a bit tricky. But uh, the front, I think, is quite nice. It's does got it, a nice, like aggressive stance. Does it also look like it's pooing a 911 out the back? No, no, no. It doesn't look like the i8. That's only an i8. No <laughs> doubt. So uh, they've called it an 8 Series, and I think when a manufacturer brings a name back, mm-hmm. because the 8 Series has been missing yes. for more than a decade. Almost two decades. More, probably yeah. two decades. Um, yeah, the E31 was finished in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. That's Late the old 80s, 80s, early 90s, yeah. You know, you, you're going to have to. You, they brought the name back. You're going to l- immediately look back at the previous one. And don't you think they've missed the mark with the new one a little bit? It's it's a little bit generic. It's not as, um, it's not as as kind mm. of this, the 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 long distance GT long nose. I don't know. There's something missing for it. So what does it actually compete with? It competes with a, an E class. An E-Class. No. Two-door so, E-Class. So listen to this. This S-class is actually quite... Coupe, mate. S-class, S-class Coupe. Which is quite a cool car. I saw one on Sunday. That's it's, a, quite a, it's quite a dramatic that's car. That's a hell of a car, though. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's really well. at that level. It competes... No, no, no. Listen, it competes with the S-Class Coupe, right? But they've also, they're also taking shots at the AMG GT four-door because they'll be bringing out a four-door version. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And they'll be bringing out an M8. Right. So they're going, oh, wow. they're going faster. They're going crazier. I would have thought that BMW like left it at six series Grand Coupe, essentially. Yeah. So what I think that what what they're going to do right now, the six series is going to be the next number that's going to be missing for a few years. Mm. I think that's yeah. what they're doing. They're just reviving an old number, bringing okay. it back. Yeah, because they did it with the two. I mean, yeah. There we go. And they did it with a six series Shark Nose. Remember the old school uh, six yeah, series versus that? Yeah. So it's it's a bit tricky on how BMW have thought about it. The okay. pricing is a bit tricky. The pricing at one point nine bar, like. Sure. Oh, it's expensive. Oh, yeah, it's How's expensive. the interior quality? And, and and like I hear from what I've read, it's, it's pretty bland in there. It's still a BM. It's it's what you know BM to be. Yeah. Um, when when I sit, so functional in, really. Yeah, literally functional. When I sit in an in an M4, for instance, or an M3, and then I jump straight into that, I'll have to look twice. You know, to realize that, oh, 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 I'm in the 850. And when you bring out the GT discussion about how it matches up to the old one, the, the front is, when you're sitting in the cockpit, the front is quite far. Like, the, the bonnet is quite long. Um, so so maybe it does have a bit of the traits of the old one, but I didn't get a chance to, like, experiment, touch and feel mm-hmm. the old one like right. I got to play with, with the current one. No, I drove one other day. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. What? You drove an A-series? Yeah. yeah. You didn't tell us. Scott's got one. 840. Wow. Really? A lovely car, yeah. Thanks for oh, telling oh, us. Oh, 
old, an old, I think an your old phone is old. Oh, right. All it's your phones are visual uh, phones. But, but hold on, but let's, this is more around your car experience. I mean, this is amazing that you've just told us about the 8 Series, but I mean, you've got a BM as well. Um, no, I used to have. I, I sold it to open up a coffee shop. The, Serious? Yeah, the, the box BM E3325. You can't drive um, a coffee shop, eh? I can't drive a <laughs> coffee shop. But uh, yeah, you know, money was a bit tight. I got a, I had to get rid of it. Um, a very special car that my brother and I co-owned. Um, it's just one of those things, man. Tell I us about how you found it. It's a great story. There's always great stories about how people find cars. Yeah. And, I, and I'd actually like uh, Polutsky also. When I'm done with mine, maybe the next segment, I'd like him to tell us about how he found his car. Cars always have a great story they I do. found I Actually, found Jacob this, helped me find a car yeah I found I found this E30 um, literally by leaving a note across the road from Prime Media Broadcasting where I used to work I was having a coffee meeting across the road and I joked with my friend Donovan should I leave a note he's like oh, why the hell not nothing would ever come out of it anyway I left a note in September first week of December the lady called me and second week of December, I went to go buy the car. Brilliant. It was a one-owner car, huh? It was a one-owner car. It had like, what, 190,000 Ks on the clock, full service history. Yeah. clean. The, the lady Beautiful. like literally shed a tear when we were driving out of her driveway. Like It, it was one of those cars that you have a connection with. Okay, really Jacob, sorry that my out. phone was off when you wanted to sell it. I, I just, you know, I, I must be one of those things. I specifically off. remember sorry. like hosting a car event and yeah. asking all you guys, are you interested in an E30 BMW? Okay. No. Before we run out of time, Jacob, <laughs> you've told us about your current favorite. Give us an all-time favorite and give us an all-time low point. Mm. No, I said the low point was the red-eye yeah. flats. That's yeah. definitely no, the no, low no, all-time low car. Bad car. No, What's there's the no bad car. There, uh, there, there can never be a bad yes, car out I there. I like the way you are. My, my job is Aren't to tell people Lexus about cars. I didn't drive a Lexus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... so Sorry, Lexa. I've, I've driven everything from a, from a Datsun Go right up to a, a Rolls-Royce Dawn. Uh, there's, there's, yeah. there's a high point everywhere. So the high point has to be the Rolls-Royce Dawn. I think it's just no. another experience it, of driving. It, 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 has to, it has to be the DB11 story. Oof, there was also that. Yeah. Wow, yeah. this is about so the much. 720S. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> there's so much sure, to talk about. Back to you. But why, if you think there are so many great high points... Why is Thomas always saying that all cars are terrible? He hates cars. I think he hates cars. Yeah, I think he's not he even does. here to defend himself. He secretly yeah. hates cars. No. He only no. likes Toyotas. No, he doesn't and secretly. It's not a secret. He's, is he paid he by Toyotas? You think he's on their payroll? Maybe. Well, he seemed to like this hatchback that he was driving this week. Oh, uh, yes, and it was a Toyota. What What was, was it? 86? No, no, generic Toyota. Insert name, yeah, who knows? Or it's it was a new Corolla. Don't mention the 86. Oh. got way too much air time already. Yeah, oh, way too much. Okay. Okay, Jacob, thank you for that. Uh, when we come back, um, we're going to test a new segment. Okay. Um, one of us is going to have a rant, mm. and the rest of us are going to tell him why he's wrong. Ooh. Okay. Be back now. Young people are making their mark. Get up. Tune into the Sebenza Live Behind the Hustle podcast every Tuesday to find out more about what fascinating careers are out there. You can find us on the Sebenza Live website or you can follow us on Twitter on Sebenza Live. Sebenza boy. Sebenza girl. Sebenza. Uh, welcome back. Um, our first ranter in our very new segment is going to be Nadav. So the format is we're going to give him some time to rant. He's going to 
go on. We're not allowed to interrupt him. And uh, after that, we'll have a chance at a rebuttal. Is there a difference between this and any other time that he talks? No. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's going to be more like Thomas talking now. Right. But, uh, no, but he's just not going to get interrupted. He's not going to get interrupted. Right. But yeah. that's the rule. But we all have the same privilege in the coming weeks. So you okay. can choose that's a topic. Fair. So the idea is we choose a topic that we're irritated about. It's on your mind. It's weighing it, on you. I think it's going to work. I think it's oh. gonna, Let's see how it goes. You get a couple of minutes to get it off your chest. Actually, and, uh, if you like this segment, let us know at Cargumentative. Oh, yeah, Thank that's a good much. idea. And, yeah. and how long does it go on for the rant? A minute, so two I've minutes? I've got up to two minutes to rant because okay. you guys need a time for a rebuttal. I may not have enough to say, but we'll see. We'll and see. then Let's we will run a poll. We s- oh, yes. See whether, we whether, run a poll. Whether, we want to know if you agree with me or not. No, we get it or, or how wrong you were. Yeah. <laughs> whether you were wrong or <laughs> So we're looking forward to your comments on Instagram. Uh, let Twitter. us know. Twitter at Cargumentative, please. Okay, so are we ready to go? My rant this week is red Ferraris. Uh-oh. Why? Why is it that all Ferraris these days are red? If you look back at the back catalog okay, of Ferraris, if you look back to the 60s, which in my opinion is a heyday for Ferrari, where V12 Colombo engine cars, two-seaters and two-plus-twos in the most gorgeous Pininfarina lines were ruling the roost. If you look at pictures of the factory, if you look at anything in a concourse these days they they had a, a the whole spectrum of colors everything was was okay there were browns there were golds there were greens one of the most gorgeous cars i think i've ever seen is a 275 in like almost a, a, a racing green amazing incredible stuff at some point all ferrari's road cars suddenly needed to become red it's an aspirational thing, so I'll go back and I'll explain, of course, that the red comes from um, each country chooses their own racing colors. Traditionally, particularly, uh, this is something that goes back to the early years of racing in the early 1900s. Every country had their own racing color, and Italy was red, okay? And that particular shade of red that Ferrari used on their racing cars was Rosso Corsa, and that was that was the red that most people associated initially with Ferrari. And... There was this, obviously there's a certain link to the track cars and to the racing heritage and to Italian racing heritage because it's red. So when did that become mandatory for road cars? Why is it that everybody specs their Ferraris in red? Now the red has changed. It's no longer Rosso Corsa. It's Rosso Scuderia. So thank you to Mark for pointing that out. But nevertheless... Um, it seems to be that it's got to be red. Now, someone even said to me the other day, and I want to know from listeners if this is true. Someone said, and I quote, one's first Ferrari, he was espousing, he was advising, one's first Ferrari must always be red. Like, why? Who made that up and why? Some of the most beautiful cars I've seen are not red Ferraris. I think that it's fantastic when you when you have the guts and the balls to spec something that's so expensive that isn't red. Get a white Ferrari with a, a tan interior or black or anything you like. Please don't get a red Ferrari. That's it. Is that it? But there's a common answer there. We all know that. What? Red makes it go faster. <laughs> Come on. That's so, exactly so, I mean, look, this is a new segment. And I, I, I mean, <laughs> now, Dad, first of all, I just want to say, I think you're better than this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean... <laughs> to, to 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 be just even worrying about a color 
is keeps him awake yeah. at night. Does. But also, but also to have like a personal dig at me when I'm sitting here, we all know that I'm very sensitive. I mean, I'm a person as well. Sorry, Mike. You have feelings like an old Yes. But maybe there was only a red 308 available when you wanted one. I'll maybe everyone's that. just on their first Ferrari still. Yeah. But maybe you couldn't find a not red 308. That's fair. How many not red That's because they were all specced red. So, so there's the problem. One. So, do you want me to have a rebuttal first, or do you guys want to have a look? No, go. Go. I mean, all right. So, I mean, okay. So, first of all, so I, I mean, I have a Rosso Corsa Ferrari, and funny enough, I don't like the Rosso Scuderia. The Rosso Scuderia is a slightly more orange color, which was introduced um, when Marlboro was the sponsor of Ferrari in the late in the late nineties and early two thousands. Mm. And the color to me is is too orange. I don't like it at all. But having said that, Rosso Corsa, I mean, is a it is a, it's a deep red and it's and it's very evocative. In my opinion, it's the greatest l- racing livery of all time. You know, you've got and and I love my liveries. Um, even in my in my man cave, I've got Golf um, Stein, I've got a JPS Lotus, I've got Martini. But to me, like the red Ferrari is the most evocative and the most instantly recognizable racing livery. Now, I think the fact that there's too many of the cars being red actually is the thing that that, uh, that, that you're worried about, not necessarily whether it looks good or not. Where's the variety? So, absolutely. I, I personally so, so, think so, it looks lovely. Yeah. So, I think they designed those cars in that color. Yeah, but I mean, in fairness, you're not a great judge of character because uh, uh, judge, yeah, because you, you wow. took a beautifully green alpha and made it red. So, so you're you're a, a, it's you're a red. You're of, of no use Everyone in this discussion. Everyone knows that that's that exactly the, the point. Yeah. So these are people who are buying them who can only just afford them and therefore don't want to spec them in a color that they won't be able to sell. How classy is it yeah. if you just say I don't care? No. So, so I'll, so I'll tell you what the thing is. So first of all, I mean, I, I've got a red one, and actually, my my 308 would be red because I grew up with um, Magnum. PI and I loved that red car so to me that's the exact car that I wanted I do think they look fantastic in other colors particularly yellow and things like that but having said that um, ultimately if you go and look at certain of the colors I take much more flack than what you're giving for the orange 911 that I've got I get more flesh I the mean E what yeah. I'm, in, I'm shocked so many mean? people no. go and say I think that, that car is fantastic but I can't believe that it's orange it's single and orange I think more people oh, would no, agree no, no. I that love Ferrari it. should be red I love it I love it but the thing is is that I'm not buying this one but no no so yeah. because you're not the, the average person out there uh. so in the end okay and then there's another side of this red is the ultimate midlife crisis color. <laughs> it's screaming, look at me. It's it's designed that you go up the street and 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 the young chicks will look at you and think look, this guy has this color, guy has made it. And and we all we all listen, we all know that's not the case. We all know that that's not the case at all. Well, thanks for clarifying because I was considering buying a red car actually, and now I'll never will. But my advice to you on that regards red car was like. Why are you? Why are you? <laughs> you sit inside the car. Why are you worried about the color? No, yeah. Why are you worried about the color? And I told him to go and put white wheels on it. It's also, why he didn't mind buying an RS7, one of the ugliest cars ever made. Wait, 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 wait. This guy actually has a point. Nadav, you might have a point. Thanks, Jacob. I'm there's, waiting. There's, there's, there's too many red Ferraris around. Funny enough, I was at uh, Ferrari Johannesburg today to go say hi to a friend. Um, and as one does, as when, one does. When you when you look at the floor. It's just red Ferraris, new Ferraris, uh, F12, uh, uh, the, what, a 488. It's all, just, it's all just red. You're right. There's a little too much red, and I think people have just been 
they've just been yeah they've been brainwashed I into this into this red lifestyle on a red Ferrari and people are just going with it wouldn't it be cool for you to be like I don't care that's what you said earlier exactly. and I think that is very cool no, I don't know I, look look I'm not taking anything away from uh, saying that a red Ferrari doesn't look good. It looks amazing. 360 Modena. I had I had a I had a, a poster on my wall, a 360 Modena in red. And then I remember seeing the Thong Song video with Cisco. And he, <laughs> <laughs> the Thong Song. No, well no, no, no. Contextualizing. Thong, he thong, had thong. he had a black F430 in there. Oh, and I just wow. thought I just thought a 360 Modena in black, stunning. Stunning. But the question is, are you ballsy enough to well, go for a I, color other than red? I believe yes. that in other colors you lose something. I think especially like, let's look at a 355, arguably one of the most beautiful modern Ferraris. I saw one for sale the other day in blue, and I thought it, it, I thought to myself it should look exceptional, but it didn't. It just kind of blended into the background. Mm, I actually some saw cars, that one. Yeah. Did you see it? Yes. Some cars have got, some Ferraris have got to be red. A 308 has got to be red, an F40 has got to be red. So what if I said to you, well, an F40 has got to be red. Yeah. <laughs> no, people are painting them, and I believe they that they still look better than red. The, but what about, what about this? What about if it's, it's, it's the shade? So I'll, I will say that actually there's a few red shades, and I've seen a few recently F12s and F12 TDFs that have really been released in other reds. That's uh, also yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. There was a beautiful candy apple red. I don't know what the, the name is that I saw an F12 in. That's still red. Still a red Ferrari. But at least it's not Rosso Scuderia and looks like every single other one. It think, looked exceptional. I think I know why a lot of people, when they go to choose the color of their Ferrari, their finger hovers over the red button. Why? And that's because of the type of people who buy Ferraris. We know that they're all about the swag. They're all about the cap. <laughs> they're all about the nylon red Ferrari jacket. Oh, and the Puma Ferrari and the Puma sneakers. Ferrari sneakers. Oh. sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Keerings. just looked up. We got his attention. <laughs> the key rings. So there's no other color for them. It has no, to be red. Nylon but, jackets. But, 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 but it's I your think second Ferrari that can be a different color. Yeah. But but also look, I've just posted <laughs> to the to the group while I'm sitting here. I've got a friend of mine who lives overseas. Um, he's a he's a crazy guy, and I'm hoping he's going to listen to this. But um, he he's got a collection of Ferraris and uh, some some magnificent stuff. He's actually just busy choosing a color for his Dino, which is a, a Dino two four six GTS, mm. um, and he's going for a color a shade of green, which is going to be magnificent. Mm. Green. Gold wheels. And what a classy no, and, man. And, and what he has is, a, I've just posted a picture of a Speciale, Ooh. his Speciale, which is a gunmetal gray with a bronze wheel. Oh, and, nice. and I'm saying, like, look, there, mm. there's a lot out there. But, um, but just in closing, we've got to remember who's buying the Ferraris. And if they're midlife crisis cars, they're going to be midlife crisis colors. <laughs> so on the subject of midlife crisis and Ferraris, when we come back, we're going to be playing a voice clip um, of one of the team members driving his perfect midlife crisis car. That's right. <laughs> this is going to be great. We'll be back. And it's not red. <laughs> Join me, Paul Ash, in a beautiful soundscape as we explore the world in the Sunday Times Travel Podcast. Find it at sundaytimes.co.za. So, 
here I am at Carbon Black Auto, which is an exotic car dealership in Sunning Hill in Johannesburg. Sitting here and they've got three uh, SL Gullwings. Apparently there are only 14 left in the country and three of them on the floor here. Maybe a little bit of a sign of the times around the classic car market. Also some very, very nice GT3s and uh, weirdly enough, two Testarossas. Um, yep, it's well worth looking on their website. It's Carbon Black Auto. Um, today I'm going to be driving a very interesting car, something that's quite polarizing actually in Ferrari circles. It's um, called a California. So it's a front-engined V8 Roadster that um, has wildly been hailed as a ladies car. Uh, in the modern day of fluidity, I'm going to give it a fair chance. Uh, to me, conceptually, it seems like it could be well worth a look. Um, uh, you could actually hear it being started up just in the in the background. Um, but this one isn't red. This one's blue with a, with a crema interior. So um, sitting there with its roof off, a folding metal hardtop. Anyway, I'm about to go and uh, see what it's like and I'll report back shortly. All right. So just started up the car. Fortunately, they just took it to put some petrol in it. So it's almost at temperature. Um, I've got a fanatical attitude towards warming up a car properly so definitely not going to be revving this thing properly without it. So far impressions are that the gear shifts are, are completely imperceptible. It's a fantastic gearbox this. Uh, driving position is pretty good. Uh, driving with the roof off obviously. Um, if we were in the uh, south of France it uh, wouldn't be anywhere of us. Okay so here we go. Gonna throttle it out of a little uh, hairpin. skipped a beat. Um, I'm not dying of, uh, of perspiration and, and fatigue. Um, it's an immensely drivable car. Um, in my view, this is really a car that could be the only car that you own. I mean, I'm not saying that I, I'd want to swap out cars for this, but I could definitely see its place in the, in the collection. So if I had to look in terms of my own collection, what it could, could realistically replace, I'd say probably the Vantage. Um, although the Vantage is a little bit more involving, um, and that's because it's a little bit more guttural, um, but by the same token it is manual, and that makes a big difference in terms of involvement. Having said that, uh, we did get a couple of waves from some uh, gentlemen, um, but yeah, it's, uh, at least we can say we've cruised in a Cali. Here's a little clue about who owned this car before us. Um, on Classic FM, which I think is quite becoming for this car. So besides it being a Chex car, it's an old Chex car. Yeah, more than likely. Well done, Mark. That sounded very, very interesting. Uh, so you, you enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it. So, I mean, look... Um, it was a lot of fun going out and, and testing the car. And I must admit... Um, it's, it's important that we get out and drive cars 
before we have opinions on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the that's the big takeaway that I got from this. Um, so just to remind us, Mark, it's a basically a four thirty engine. It is a four thirty engine. Okay. Um, it's got four hundred and sixty horsepower. Um, it's a flat plane crank V8, so it's a it's a true blue Ferrari engine. Um, it's their first double clutch gearbox. First double clutch gearbox. Interestingly enough, this was the first generation one, which are the cheapest to buy. But they they made three manual versions. Ah, That's yeah. interesting. The, those by all accounts are the last three manuals that probably for, were made by Ferrari. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and one of them right hand drive in the UK. Oh. Now I, I, I looked at the car. As I say, it was it was blue. So not really shouty. The the car's not. It's really not a bad looking car. I, I actually think there's a lot of lot of the styling that works for me. Um, if I looked for negatives in the car, so first of all, let me give a little verdict as to whether it's a, a girl's car or not. Mm. Um, it's definitely a car that's easy to drive. It's very easy to live with. So. Your spouse, your partner, or even if you're the, uh, if if if, um, if even if your daughter were to drive it, it's definitely very livable. And unless you're an enthusiast, um, often the cars won't work for you. So it's very very easy to have that car as your only car. But is it still visceral now? No, that still- that was the problem that I had with it. But funny enough, I think that easily fixed on this car and I found out after the event that in subsequent versions and they did a 30th anniversary version which is uh, which came out a couple of years later and then they did a turbocharged version um, which doesn't excite me that much the two problems I had with it were that the suspension could have been a little bit tighter a little bit harder and the second thing is it could have been a bit louder now the 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 noise is easy. You just get a tubey exhaust, and it'll sound like any of the. Sounded good on the clip, and it but did, but only at high revs. So you okay. really needed to give it. But the, the the suspension, just for me, could have been a lot harder. And you know, I think that's the kind of thing where you could probably get a suspension kit. Now, just to put it in context, this car they were asking one and one point four million for it. Mm. Um, how you many know, k's? It had forty thousand k's, but very. You could see it was owned by a by an elderly gentleman. In fact, he's eighty years old, and it he's moved into a retirement village, and uh, and he's just said he's not going to be driving the car anymore. So he's he sold the car to to Carbon Black. Oh. But I'm saying, like at one point four, and you know that these prices are, are still dropping a little bit. I'm saying it's very very compelling. It's got two seats at the back. Oh yeah. Not overly useful. You probably get one person in it. But you know, if you only could have one car. Sounds like probably it ticks, no. it ticks, it ticks a, lot a lot of boxes. boxes. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's certainly. Did fa- it feel heavy? Did it feel? Uh, it's certainly fast enough, and it handles nicely. Okay. Uh, you see, now my, my my opinion is quite limited, um, but I've always looked at the California as you never buy a California. Like it just hasn't got that swag, that yeah. coolness, that vibe. It's not even in red, so it just doesn't do this appealing thing to me. But from what you say to me, at one point four million rand, what else would you look at if there was no California? That's what I want to ask. Yeah, exactly. So it competes with the, uh, like an SL. Good no, question. Good question. Right? You're gonna buy an SL sixty five? Yeah. So to compete with that, to compete with an M six convertible kind of car. Am I right? You're still not hitting it, guys. What What would one point yeah. four million rand buy where you'd yeah. be utterly and, and madly satisfied with it. I feel as though there'd be some shortfalls no, if you buy this California. No, no, see, that's the thing. Is I think that that you, you know the, the the great thing about this car is that you can drive a Ferrari every day. I you th- can make it into an event every time you're driving. I think if it wasn't a Ferrari, it would be better appreciated. I think it w- it was set up for disaster. 
Honestly, because I say it's something like a, a DB9, and, and oh, Aston Martin's a bit more chilled. You expect that kind of luxury and plushness. With a Ferrari, they've always been so hard-edged and so in-your-face that now they've given you a product that's a little bit softer. It's what everyone actually needs as one car. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. What's not to like? It's for the one owner car absolutely for a one owner car or one car a, a one, one car one car garage one car, i'm yeah. also worried that nadav said nothing yeah i'm i'm battling here a little bit mm. um the california goes against everything that i believe in that ferrari stands for and as much as i bash on about ferrari i am a ferrari fan i do love the early cars particularly and i think that they have an incredible classic heyday and this it was their first front engine v8 and to me, it answered questions that nobody asked of Ferrari. You know, the <laughs> point of Ferrari is that it, it, it is like a bit of swag. It is out there. It is sporty. It is involving. Nobody asked for an everyday Ferrari. I don't understand it. I don't understand what need it was fulfilling. So Maybe for they me, needed the sales. Well, I think that it, that's exactly it. So because this fulfills the role of a single car, I think what they've done is they've, they're actually what it is, is they've brought the entry point into Ferrari ownership yeah. lower. Previously, you could not have a Ferrari as an only car. It would only have been your third, fourth, or fifth car. In Mark's case, like 11th. But the, <laughs> the, this means that you can just buy one. Mm-hmm. And that means that you don't have to afford three or four cars before you bought the California. And I think what it did is it brought Ferrari ownership downwards. Is mm-hmm. that good or bad for the brand? It sold some units, but kind of sallied the brand a bit for me I, I'm not sure I, I don't know for me I think I'd spend my 1.4 million so it's, elsewhere it's no. a no from the dove yeah a no uh, from me no it's definitely a yes from me I'm saying really? I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying yes for 1.4 well. million Mark's rand got a 928 though <laughs> hey, what's wrong with the 928? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For another show. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I think it's... Don't, I'm saying don't discount it. And if you're looking for a very leisurely driven uh, um, Cali in a not red with a crema interior, go, go and have a look at the one at um, at Carbon Black. And Sounds thanks to good. Carbon... Thanks very much to Carbon Black for letting me, for letting me drive so it. I need to go and drive uh, it. Um, listeners, let us know what you think about the California. Yeah, so I think let's... Um, I don't know... Producer Page is probably going to kill me, but let's do two polls. Ferrari California, <laughs> yes or no? And the Doves, Ferrari Red, yes or no? Mm. Um, the video that Mark did will be up on our Instagram page, and so will the picture that his friend sent him of the black with bronze wheels. The speciality, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, this was like a Ferrari episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. First we time. Ferrari theme. Oh, nice. Makes guys. my heart so warm. Oh. With a guest as well. So, guys, thank you for having me on Cargumentative. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for thank coming. You, you thank you. Great thank you for preempting us, thanking you for coming. <laughs> and we hope to have you on here again. I, I'll, I, I can't wait. Let's thank you again. Cheers, guys. Bye, guys. Ciao.